Alright, Metalheads, this is DJ Rem. You're tuned in to Quoth the Raven on Rock Addict Radio. And I have Demon Boy on the line. How you doing tonight, brother? Doing great, DJ R.E.M. All the ghosts and ghoulies and freaks of the night coming out. I hope you're all tuned in because you're going to get one hell of a show tonight. Hell yeah. So, let's start. Tell us what is going on with Demon Boy. What are you up to these days? Wow. Okay, loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, uh, my main concern um, has been putting out uh, as much material as possible. So anybody that's been following along last year in 2019, about I think September through uh, November, I started releasing some brand new music. And the, the first album that I had put out was called Return of the Living Demon. And... What I did with this album was, over the last 10 years that I have been around, and yes, I've been around, uh, we call it the Decade of the Demon, I uh, put out several singles in between some of my albums. So these were songs like This Halloween, My Coffin, Fly on the Wall, and I had just kind of like been doing the songs, and since I didn't have um, material together to release as a full album, I put these songs out as singles to give, give my fans a little something while they were waiting for the next you know, Demon Boy release to come out. So what we did was um, we scooped up all of these singles and put them on the one EP called Return of the Living Demon, and we put that out. And what I like about that album the most is the fact that I do have all of the singles in one place now, so you can go, anybody that's looking for these, you can download them anywhere. Uh, anywhere there's a download, Amazon, iTunes, Rhapsody, it's on your Spotify, so put it on your Spotify playlist. You can find them all there. So what we did was we, we, we handpicked out the best ones I like. So along with this Halloween, My Coffin and Fly on the Wall, which got popular from my videos on my YouTube channel, and you can go to Demon Boy TV on YouTube, and you can see those two videos for Fly on the Wall and My Coffin. Um, we threw in some offbeat ones I had done over the years. Uh, my version of the Ramones uh, we Want the Airwaves, uh, a song I really love. I'm I, I'm from New York, so I'm a big Ramones fan, and um, I've always loved Joey, and I've always felt um, I had a, a so, certain similarity to, to Joey's uh, voice, and I have met, I met them several times. You know, when you're from New York City, it wasn't hard back in the day to run into Joey in the Cat Club and run into the Ramones uh, just hanging out in VIP lounges in certain places, so I had met them several times, and I was deciding, you know, what song from the Ramones would I do? And I didn't want to do the, like, the typical stuff, like Blitzkrieg Bop and uh, things that, you know, I want to be sedated that just everybody does. So I chose uh, We Want the Airwaves, a real obscure song from them, but a really great song from them. And um, I just did it, knocked it out of the park as far as I'm concerned, real proud of it. So We Want the Airwaves made it onto there. And then I chose, uh, I, I said, you know, while I'm doing these covers and I'm trying to fill up this um, album for release, and I'm like, well, you know, let's put on some, some of the golden stuff. I had a version of me singing Aerosmith's Lord of the Fies off the Get Your Wings album. Now, I'm sure a lot of people scratching their heads being like, Demon Boy, man, wow, doing an Aerosmith song. And uh, yes, while I am a horror rock band, anybody uh, listening for the first time, uh, Demon Boy is a horror rock band, and we kind of go uh, sci 
sideways to the left and to the right into metal and even um, I have two uh, metal hip-hop crossovers uh, and hard rock, but we're basically a rock, hard rock band with, with touches of metal in there. And the song Lord of the Thighs from, from them was something that I don't know how I even did it, but um, I can't sing Steven Tyler to save my life. <laughs> Tyler's it's one of the best. And, you know, I'll never attempt singing some, some of the songs that he sings. But for some reason, I started, you know, singing it one day, and the Lord of the Thighs was right in my wheelhouse. Now, of course, if you go and listen to it, or I'm sure you'll probably maybe play it later on tonight. Um, I sang it in my... my um, my creepy voice that I have in my style and it just worked out and again another song I was real proud of and that made it on onto the album as well so there was there were the two covers already that were already on there the Ramones and um, Aerosmith so I was like you know what let's keep this running here so I went into my archives and I've been talking with my management company who were really urging me to put out a, a live album. And they were like, you know, Demon Boy, and again, this is a little history lesson for your listeners that have never heard of me or are listening for the first time. Demon Boy, uh, since we are a horror rock band, we're very theatrical. Um, one of the most theatrical, and I'll say this, you know, not bragging about it, but we're one of the most theatrical uh bands around as far as our live show and demon boy is all about the live show and very high energy uh, very exciting we have lots of a big light show uh, we have lots of actors and dancers on stage and basically when we perform our songs they're almost like little vignettes of theater and then we stitch them together throughout our live show so our live show is a continuum from the first song right through the to the finale so um we, I'm going through these live audio files, and uh, we were debating putting out this live album, and my, my management said, let's do something along uh, from my reference, what I was talking about was to the Kiss, Kiss Alive. And, uh, you know, everybody that loves Kiss will always, the majority of them, you ask them, what's your favorite Kiss album? They all say Kiss Alive. And then the Kiss fans that aren't hardcore Kiss fans, Everybody knows the Kiss Alive album. Why? Because that one album seemed to capture the essence of what Kiss was. Again, another band that was better live than they are on their albums. So, Demon Boy is along the same lines. I've had people be like, wow, seeing you live is like so much more than what you get in the audio. And of course, I can't translate theatrics onto a, you know, a recording. So, we pulled out... Again, keeping with the, uh, I know I keep getting ahead of myself, but I'll keep backing up to uh, doing another cover. And I pulled out Rob Zombie's Demon Speeding off of my live show. We've been performing that song for years during our set. And I do a whole um, American Shock Rocker thing, which is a, a name I've got labeled with, uh, which I enjoy a lot because I, I, love, I love America and I love backing America. And my family is a military family and I have a lot of uh, nieces and nephews and cousins that are still active in the in the military, all around the globe, and, and in all venues, uh, from uh, Army, Navy, um, Marines, everything. So, very proud to put that on there, and it features some of my uh, older members, like Trey the Boogeyman on the drums, that, that is uh, loved by the fans, and I still talk to him today. Uh, I go through many members, as everybody knows, and Trey the Boogeyman is one of the most uh, beloved members by the fans. So, you get the live version of... Uh, Demon Speeding on the Return of the Living Demon album, and it's, and it's become quite uh, quite popular on iTunes. When I get my statistics list, uh, Demon Speeding is doing pretty well. So again, it's gonna help us 
bring out what will probably be a double live album that includes a DVD that we're um, going to start working on when all the um, current events in the world are over right now and bands can get back out touring and playing shows. Uh, one of my things is going to be to bring a recording crew with me and, and, and uh, record all the live shows and try to catch some lightning in a bottle and then eventually put out a, uh, a live album accompanying with the DVD so you can watch and see exactly everything that you're, that you're listening to and, and, and get the full scope of what Demon Boy is all about. So, uh, our beginning of our conversation, going back to what I'm doing, we put that album out and then... Since I joined a new management company, Fever Management, which is a great company, and they've been taking care of me 100%, and they've always got my back, um, we decided to go back and look at some of the older recordings that we had been out. And my most popular album that was released in 2011 was Dawn of the Demon, uh, featuring songs like uh, what you played earlier, the fans heard I Kissed the Dead Girl, big, big, big fan favorite live, as well as Little Red Riding Bitch, Pain, uh, Ravenous, of course, a uh, big one, and there's a video for that on my YouTube. So what we did was we went in and uh, we went into the studio and we remastered uh, the tracks and kind of brought them a little bit more up to date because since we had some better technology and we re-released it as Demon Boy 2.0 and that is out and currently available right now, again, everywhere, Amazon, iTunes, blah, blah, everywhere. So guys, go Go just type in Demon Boy, Dawn of the Demon album, and you'll find it on your favorite download site, and go get it, because demons gotta eat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so right now, you know, I'm just um, backing those two albums right now, as I am working on the next release, which is called Curse of the Demon, and we're hoping to get that out in June or July, and, um... My background story, this has been the album from hell for me. Uh, I have been working on this particular album for close to four years, and yes, that's a long time. And that's because we have hit, um, not roadblocks, but I have probably done around 13 songs for this album and have scrapped each and every one of them, and probably nobody ever will ever hear those tracks. Uh, they're in my personal shit can here and <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very particular about what I release so I would write it write these songs and we would go in and record them and I wouldn't be happy with them and then even weeks later I'd be like let me listen to them a little while maybe I'll like them now I end up being like you know what it's not good enough because as uh People know I like to put all killer, no filler on my albums, which is why most of the Demon Boy albums are actually EPs or five or six song albums because I really don't want to make a 12 song album and have four or five songs not quite up to par just thrown on the album to fill up time. I'm, I don't do that, so I'd rather give you a five song kick-ass EP than give you a full length LP that has three or four songs that I feel were, were never anything that I, that, that I felt uh, were Demon Boy material to begin with. So, um, the, when I started doing these recordings, we had a name for the album, and it was called Wrong Side of the Grave, and I, I actually loved the name. And um, over the years, due to all the setbacks and, and the rewrites, and this was getting dragged on, and I was going through studio musician after studio musician and band member after band member, recording, recording, and then throwing the recordings away, I said, this freaking album is cursed. And that's when the light bulb went 
off and I said, okay, we're no longer calling it Wrong Side of the Grave. We're calling this album Curse of the Demon because that's how I want to remember this album. <laughs> Very fitting. As much as I don't want to remember all the hell it's been for me, I just thought it was funny to call it that. So it was sort of an inside joke to myself. So I'm going to put out this album called Curse of the Demon, and we pre-released two songs because the fans were just all down my throat about when are we going to see some new Demon Boy music. So I uh, recorded uh, Horrifying with the help of my lyricist, Rich Orth, who helped do the lyrics. Now, as anybody knows, when I, um, I have a team writing uh, thing with Rich Orth, and he's the lyricist. What I do is I come up with the theme of the song. I usually write the chorus and the hooks, and then I go to Rich and ask him to fill in the story, the lyrics in between there. And that's how uh, most of the Demon Boy songs come together. Like the fans know Rich from Cemetery Girl. He wrote Zombie Dance. He wrote this Halloween, uh, and uh, and when I say wrote, I mean lyric lyrics, not the music. Usually, I write the lyrics, or I have some uh, musicians around me that that help me write the music because I am a guitar player. That's uh, my background is from playing guitar. Uh, I, I don't play guitar in Demon Boy, but I can still play it behind the scenes and write some of the songs. So we we come up with horrifying, and um, fans were asking, can Demon Boy play anything a little heavier? Well. Hell yeah, we can, of course. I can play anything. So uh, we decided to do, do Horrifying and keep it in that Rob Zombie vein with my growly voice instead of a higher voice because I have a low register and, and a high high register and I can bounce in and out of them. And we did Horrifying, so I know you'll be playing that up a little bit later so everybody, you know, stick on and stick around and uh, DJ RM will be playing uh, Horrifying for you. And uh, we released that as a pre-release to Curse and then uh, I... Don't always like doing covers, but like I said, we put the couple on that other album because some of them were in the live show, and I just I did it for sort of shits and giggles. But there was one other song that has always been with me, and it was Crazy Horses, originally recorded in 1975 by the Osmonds. Now again, woo, blown mind. <laughs> <laughs> How in the hell do you relate Demon Boy to the squeaky clean Osmonds? Okay, well, first of all, the Osmonds aren't so squeaky clean. Right. <laughs> if you really know the Osmonds, you know, Donnie's actually a really cool cat, and, you know, their squeaky clean image was more of a um, sort of corporate thing than it was, and they had released one album that had a lot of hard rock tunes on it that they actually preferred to do that style of music, but of course, because of who they were and their Mormon uh, bringing up, uh, they were encouraged to not do that, and they had to put out the type of music that everybody knows, and uh, a lot of people in the rock world and the heavy metal world know the song Crazy Horses. I have seen uh, many other rock bands and metal bands, there are cover versions of it on YouTube because I did Google them all. When I decided to do my version of Crazy Horses, I, I said, let me see how many other ones are out there because if somebody's got a good one, I'm not going to want to bother. But I'll be honest, I couldn't find one good one. There were a lot of great attempts at it and it was real cool seeing people play that song and then pay tribute to the Osmonds. And uh, there was even a quote I found from Ozzy Osbourne uh, in an interview, and they were asking him about some of his favorite songs, and what do you think he said? He said, one of my favorite songs is this Crazy Horses from the Osmonds. And I said, shit, even freaking Ozzy likes the damn song, you know? And um, I went and I recorded it with a musician friend of mine called Shaun of the Dead, 
and he plays guitar on the whole Curse of the Demon album, and we sort of, um, here's the thing with Demon Boy, when I do do a rewrite or, or a, um, a tribute song, or in a sense, I will not take the same exact music sometimes, I'll actually almost rewrite the music and keep the lyrics the same, but not the music, so of course we upgraded Crazy Horses to be uh, Demon Boy style and try to make it relevant in today's world, and there's a version now on the Curse of the Demon, Crazy Horses, one of my favorite tracks to listen to, and with my vocals, as opposite to Horrifying, which I just described, I went in with a different register on my voice. It's really cool because in the past, I've had some people write me, and to my surprise, it, like, you know, you remind me of a young uh, Vince Neil, and I thought, really? And, uh, like, I never really picked up on it, but then people um, were pointing it out to me, and the more they pointed it out to me, the more I started to hear it, and I was like, oh, shit, you know what, that does sound like Vince right there. So when I did do Crazy Horses, I actually said, you know what, let me sing this in what I consider my Vince Neil voice, and so you'll hear that when you play it uh, on the show, you'll hear those little... Just those little nuances here and there. I never tried, I'm not trying to emulate uh, Vince or, or anybody when I sing. Even when I do the Rob Zombie cover, I don't try to emulate Rob. It just happens to be in my wheelhouse. So, so I, it just comes out of me naturally like that. So we have those two songs and Curse of the Demon. So pretty much for the last um, 8 to 12 months, I have been concentrating on these uh, all this music that I just described at length and I hope somebody ain't bored and falling off your chairs right now. <laughs> we are all awake. We're all awake. The demon can talk. Yeah. I like it. So uh, that, that's pretty much what um, what I've been up to as far as um, in the music in the music world. Yeah. Awesome. So I have to ask, and I honestly don't know if I ever asked you this in the past when we've when we've spoke. You know, if you go back like ten plus years when you started this whole Demon Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, experience. What um, kind of what led you down the path of the horror rock and all the theatrics? Kind of what drove that for you? Yeah, good. Great, actually, really great question. Okay, so um, Demon Boy, I created it and launched it. Um, pro- I, I created it in two thousand and eight, but I launched it in two thousand and nine, February exactly, to be uh, to be exact. Um, what happened was, um, I like I, I mentioned earlier, I was a guitar player, so I played guitar in a lot of glam metal bands prior to Demon Boy, but I took a 10-year hiatus pretty much um, through the mid to late 90s and, and the beginning of the 2000s. Um, I actually pulled myself out of the music industry, so I was basically out doing other things. And somebody approached me and said, you know, why don't you um, start up another band? And I thought, hmm, you know... At this time, it was now, like I said, it was probably 2007 when the idea came up. And I, I thought about it for a while, and I was like, you know, at that, at that time, it was a real strange time in music. We were just coming out of the new metal phase. You know, all of that had been popular, Linkin Park and that, those kind of bands right were, on. were out there. And we were just coming out of that, and the theatrical bands... Like Alice Cooper and um, Kiss, and um, like those were the big names. And Iron Maiden, even you could say. Um, but while Iron Maiden stayed strong pretty much the entire time, some of the other bands, Marilyn Manson, they, that's all there really was. You had Manson, you had Rob Zombie, and at that time, 2007, Alice was around. Uh, he had made his comeback, but he wasn't even probably as relevant as he is t- 
gay. He, you know, he was relevant when he came out, and then he had all, he had these ups and downs. So even him at that time was still in in like a, what I would consider a slump area. So there wasn't a lot of what I would call spectacle rock and theatrical rock. Like as I said, Manson and, and Zombie were it, and, and in my mind. Manson was on a downslope, and Rob was steady, holding steady, and Alice was, you know, fighting to stay in the ring, I mean, and due respect to him, he was there, but he, like, the kids and everybody, all of a sudden, like, ten years later, he just exploded again, and now Alice is bigger than ever, probably bigger than he was back, back when he first came out, so, I said, uh, to the person that was trying to coerce me back into the music business, I said, you know what, I'll do it if we create something like Alice Cooper, but I don't want people to say that I'm a wannabe Alice Cooper. I did not want to hear those words that, oh, he's just trying to be Alice Cooper. I want, so I came up with the Demon Boy concept, and we worked on it for about eight months, um, and, and got it to where we thought, okay, this is um, at a sellable point. And the main thing was, while I developed the character, it was the wings. And when I came out with the wings in 2009, nobody was doing that. I immediately got the rep for the guy, you know, even if they didn't remember my name, they knew it was, oh, that's the guy with the wings, the guy with the wings. So I immediately got that tag, and to this day, I own it. You know, I'm the dude in music with the wings. There's no other front man that wears wings. And yes, I do know that the guy in Ramstein comes out with the giant metal wings and does the fire thing, but he doesn't wear them 24-7, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My wings are on all the time. <laughs> so we came up with, uh, once we had the visual concept down, it was go now going to the music, and of course... I said, let me do what Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper do. Let me hire world-class musicians, the best of the best. Let me get great guys so that even if somebody thought my look was ridiculous or they didn't like the makeup band thing, because, you know, you had haters at the time who didn't care for the makeup bands and looked at makeup bands as being lesser than a general rock band or whatever. And I said, I'm going to make sure I get guys in my band that you can't say a bad word about, that other musicians watching my band will be envious of. And that's when I started pulling together uh, musicians and recruiting uh, guys, and I have been through about 36 band members in my 10-year period of time, because guys come and go for um, several myriad different, of different reasons. Right on. So there's a, oh, but I always, I always handpick these great musicians where they come to me and, and ask, you know, do you need a guitar player or a drummer or whatever? And uh, right now I sit in steady with uh, Lightning Lou is my one and only permanent band member, my drummer, who has been with me for about the last five years now and will probably be with me um, for the next ten years. And I go in and out of guys right now. And you'll see some familiar faces, like when I start touring again this year, you will see Scotty the Dead Body, who's done uh, on and off time with Demon Boy over the last six years. He's been in the band and out of the band. Uh, you'll see him back. I do have my dancer Nikita Von D with me, and you'll see some of my side. My side show Freak Needles is there. And then you'll see, you know you'll see guys coming and going. Um, so we, uh, we with the concept again of, of the the character.
character of Demon Boy uh, set in stone, and then I finally got the musicians, and we started uh, writing the music. We put out the debut album, then Dawn of the Demon came out, and then there was Memories and Nightmares came out, and everything I just spoke about. So um, it clinched it, and the Dawn of the Demon album became a runaway hit with you know songs on there like Little Red Riding Bitch, Ravenous. Ravenous became like a super big hit when I did the video with my, my 69 Roadrunner. The car guys just loved it. The sexy girls in there, so something for the guys, something for the girls. Love it. And uh, the next thing you know, it was it. Demon Boy was you know off and running as of 2009, and it's been on a steady incline ever since. And even though I haven't done a show uh, this last year, I don't. I can't remember the last time I did a live concert. Um, I do do appearances and one-off um, pop-up shows, we call them, um, but we should be back, like I said, after the situation in the world clears out, um, you'll see me back, I'm going to head over to England and try to do some shows there, and I've got a show on hold to go over to Okinawa, and um, you know, we'll just see how this year plays out, and you kids will get to see Demon Boy Live once again. Love it, love it, love it. And before, before I forget, or so I don't forget... Um, as in every every week when I'm live, Megan, she's like a regular. She always shows up, and she always requests Demon Boy. She always wants to hear Demon Boy. She is, you know, from my perspective, for us at the station, she's like your biggest fan because she always requests you guys. So you know, I see Megan pop up in my stream, and uh, she inboxes me, "Hi, Megan." Yeah, this is gonna make your night, isn't it? I love you, Megan. <laughs> yep, she is tuned in, and I have a list of questions that I told her I would ask you from her. No problem. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So for number one question from from Megan, what is your favorite horror movie and or monster? Okay, my favorite my favorite horror movie is The Exorcist, and um, monsters. I'm a Godzilla freak, so. Um, that, that's where I usually put it. Now, I like so many horror movies, I probably couldn't list them, but I'll always put The Exorcist, because when I saw that as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's a lot tamer nowadays, and kids are more numb to it, but let me tell you, anybody that grew up back then, and movies like that were few and far between, that movie scared the hell out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Okay, and then, question number two. Your favorite TV shows and games as a kid? Wow. Okay, this is really kind of weird. I honestly was not a video game kid. I didn't play video games. I didn't own a video game system. You know, I went with my, my friends to the mall with the big video game rooms, but I never really got into that. Um, I always used to tell people while my friends were playing video games, I was playing with girls. So. <laughs> not a not a bad trade off. No, I, I always like hanging. I always like when you spend time at the video game machine. I'm gonna go hit on those girls standing over there. <laughs> right, <know? laughs> exactly. And what, what was the first half of the question? Oh, other than the video. Um, favorite TV show as a kid. Wow, uh, you know I I lo- I'm a Saturday morning cartoon freak. So I come from the days before they kind of stopped all that. And we Me got too. Nickelodeon and all that. So, you know, I grew up on Land of the Lost and, you know, Puffin and stuff. And, you know, I really like Land of the Lost. I like the fantasy stuff. Uh, television shows, you know, I, you know, I don't even know if I have a favorite TV show from my childhood. 
Um, happy Days. I used to love Happy Days because I mean I was all about. I'm a car guy, so I was all into the style of the '50s and that. And my dad um, was a 1950s greaser. You know, he looked like Fonzie. You know, so um, I kind of got into that. My mom was a poodle skirt girl, and my dad was a greaser. So you know, I was always into hot rods and cars. So I guess I kind of like Happy Days. You know, now I'm sure a lot of these kids are going. What the hell is Happy Days? Right. <laughs> right? Well, I can tell you what. I, I watched like every episode, so I know it. Right there with you. Yep. And the early ones are the best ones. The, the early seasons. Uh, like I said, I just, I, just, I just dug it. So, like I said, um, I, you know, I, I was big on TV, but as a kid, um, when I grew up with, we had uh, this thing on TV on uh, Saturday nights called Chiller. And uh, it was like the six-figured hand that come out of the river of blood, and they'd show a horror movie every night. So I was, like, kind of into that, and any of the horror movies, they would show, you know, Beasts from 10,000 Fathoms and things like all, all the old-school 1950s schlock horror. I love that stuff. Awesome, awesome. Okay, question number three. What is one of your favorite hobbies you enjoy besides your music? believe it or not, guys, is surfing. Um, I love to surf. I used to surf with one of my drummers. Uh, the, the MF would wake me up at 5.30 in the morning to make sure we catch the waves at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> my drummer would run into my bedroom with a boom box, because back then, that's what we had, the boom box. Yeah, yeah. up on his shoulder. <laughs> and he'd play, he'd play um, um, Wipeout. And this is like, you know, you got to remember, this was like 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. And the next thing I see is him in my doorway in my bedroom with the boombox, and then they hear that. And he's like, get up, we got to get to the beach. That's awesome. <laughs> so how long, uh, at what age did you start surfing? I'm curious now. Oh, um, I think I started surfing about thir- when I was about 30... Right, right around the late twenties into my into into about thirty thirty one is when I started. And like I said, it's been a couple of years um, since I have had a chance to even get down to the shore. I moved I moved away from the water now, so it's like I have three surfboards that are you know sitting there in dry land. <laughs> <laughs> right? They don't they don't go they don't go too well in the dirt. Um, I got approached once, um, again, my drummer, the same guy I was mentioning, he was dating a stripper, 
Of course, right? <laughs> Why not? What musicians, don't, what musicians don't date strippers, you know? <laughs> so, uh, we went on a double date once, and uh, the two girls were like, you know, you should be a freaking stripper, a male stripper. I'm like, what? And I'm like, me? And I have really long hair, tattoos, and I'm like, nah, I said, strippers are Italian guys with no necks, and, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I had the whole Chippendale stereotype in my head, you know? And they're like, no, no, I'm telling you, the girls... You know, this was like in the 90s too, kids. So, you know, this is going back. So it was like, they were like, no, you should really do it. They want guys with long hair and tattoos because there are girls that don't want to see the short-haired guys. You know, they, they want to see somebody cool. So they so sure as shit, I got into that for nine years. Oh, wow. And yeah, nine because it was so successful. It was one of the greatest jobs I've ever had. I worked privately, of course. I did not. Um, I did work in a couple of male reviews, but they were actually the ex- Chippendales. What happens is um, you're only allowed to be a Chippendale for a certain amount of period of time, and after that, they keep, they just keep recruiting guys. So the uh, ex guys would start dance troops and just you know go all over the country playing bars and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, Monday through Monday through Sunday, and I ended up joining a few of those, and I would be the rock and roll guy. You know, they would have different guys. You know, they would have you know the construction worker guy and then this guy, and then I was the leather metal guy, and I would come out and I would dance to you know metal songs and stuff like that and uh, warm up the shows and do things so yeah I became a, a very successful stripper and actually I was one of the very first in the early 90s well I'll we say mid 90s I actually became one of the first male pole dancers professional male pole dancers I trained with a girl pole dancer for two years and I became a featured act in clubs in my area and this is all Right leading up to when I became Demon Boy, because the funny thing was, right before I became Demon Boy, my hair was I had my hair was dyed blonde. So I was getting the nickname Tarzan when I was um, when I was stripping, and they had posters of me on the door like "Come see Tarzan tonight." <laughs> this is all true. This is all true stories. <laughs> I love it. The, the things you don't know. No, exactly, right? This is great. This is great stuff for anybody listening. I'm sure there's a lot of people laughing right now or they're, or they're leaning forward in their chairs right now getting into this story. So uh, so I'm dancing in these clubs, and then I created Demon Boy as I was, I was still working in the clubs. So I had to do my first um, my first appearance, which was at uh, Comic-Con, actually. Um, I did a personal appearance um, right when I launched the Demon Boy. So it wasn't even a concert. I just did, like, this um, meet-and-greet signing autographs thing, and... Um, what happened was I had to dye my hair the red and black for Demon Boy, and I I dyed the the blonde out. So when I showed up for work at the strip club the following week, they were like, "What the hell did you do to your hair?" And I'm like, "I had to do my new project, my band that I'm starting." And I says, "I had to go do something." So I had to, so I started working with the red and black hair, and they didn't they didn't like it. They didn't want it. They were like, "Look, they're, they're like." You're not Tarzan anymore. We don't even know what to call this. I'm like, guys, you know what? I think I'm going to retire. So I did. I literally hung up my G-string. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I just continued on as Demon Boy. <laughs> Super cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. <laughs> A little different than the typical interview, I guess, at this point. <laughs> you, you know... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I love this stuff. So it, it, it can go as far left or right as you want. It don't bother me. I, I love it. It's good radio. It's good radio, and you know, I mean, there's something I didn't know about you, so I learned something new tonight. So that's awesome. Uh, 
You know what? It was really cool to share that story because uh, I, I I like um, how you draw you you brought that out of me a uh, good story like that. It's better than the typical stuff, so it was really cool. Really cool to share that with everybody. I hope everybody got a kick out of that. Yep, I, I think they did. Judging by the reactions in the chat, I think they did. And uh, yeah, you know, really quick, if people are familiar with my concerts and you see the stage moves that I have. Let me tell you a secret. It, you see, I do a lot of the posing on stage, and a, there's a lot of um, a manipulation of my arms and very animated. What I'm doing is I am actually taking, I am taking um, bodybuilder poses and martial arts moves, and I'm putting them together and hybriding them. And that is how I came up with my stage, what I call my dancing, because it's not really dancing. It's, it's exactly what I explained. It's a hybrid of going into a bodybuilding pose for the competition with some martial arts, because I did train in martial arts for a few years. No, nothing big, but um, what I do is I just use that, and that's how I got um, my, my look on stage and uh, my moves on stage, and that's why... 99% of the photos you'll see, you'll see me in these really cool poses. That's exactly where I pulled that from. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and it's great that you can take those other things that you've done in the past and kind of combine them into your stage show. I mean, that's super cool. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, I, I didn't let it go to waste, you know, yep. when I sat there. Like I said, I wanted to make sure I wasn't, at, when I when I created Demon Boy and, and as the years went on and, and it, it developed, because I changed, you know, as each year goes by, I try to outdo what I did the, the prior year. So, um, you know, coming up with something new in the beginning, that was my whole strategy. It was like, I want to make sure that I'm not like anybody else. Where the hell else are you going to find a heavy metal horror rock dancing stripper? That's right. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that to promote my show. Go ahead, it's yours. That's awesome. All right, I, I have one more question from Megan. I have to get in, or she's gonna smack, or she'll smack me th through the interwebs. Um, she wants to know what's your what's your favorite food? Anything with raspberry on it, as far as. Uh like uh, when I eat desserts or anything, I love, I'm a raspberry freak and I love chocolate. So if you combine raspberry and chocolate, you won my heart. But I'm a, I'm a steak and potato man, guys. That's my dinner. I could eat steak for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And yeah, I, I'm and no I, vegan. Nothing against vegans, but I'm no vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite of a vegan. <laughs> Me too. I'm as far opposite as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. I remember the old, what was his name, Dennis, uh, who's that comedian who was on the fire, the fireman show? Oh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary had that, he had that thing, we'll have all the shiny happy people over here, we'll have all the meat-eating, pot-smoking, cigarette-smoking people on the right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Uh, okay, so, you know, you mentioned where people can get your music and listen to yeah. it. Do you have merchandise for sale out there somewhere people can buy? Okay, here's what's going on with that. I am in the middle of revamping a brand new website. So my old website used to be demonboyband.com. We are recreating it. The new website is called amazingdemonboy.com. It is currently still under construction and should be launched in the next six weeks. So Amazing Demon Boy will be the new one. So um, I'll have it posted on all my social media. My, um, You can get merch by writing me directly on Facebook. Now, everybody knows one thing we didn't talk about. There is a Demon Boy comic book series. 
I have three books already out in print, and the fourth book is, is in the works. I have lots of posters, um, 11 by 17 posters, 5 by 7 cards and laminate, and a lot of uh, merch that goes with the comic book series, um, which is related right to the band. Um, it's a little bit fa more fantasy than the band stuff, but it is sort of like another another side of the of my faces of, the, of how I am in the band in the comic book. And yes, I am drawn into the comic book as as who I am as Demon Boy, and I, those are the those are the conventions that I do. I'll do these uh, comic uh, book conventions, and I can sell both things. I can sell the comic books, and I can sell the uh, music as well. So I do have. If you write me on Facebook, and there is a Demon Boy comic book Facebook page. So pretty much, if you just type in Demon Boy comic book, you'll find it on Facebook, as well as my many other social media. Every social media you go to, Instagram, whatever. If you type in Demon Boy or Amazing Demon Boy, you'll find me pretty relatively quickly. So you can get merch right now by just contacting me and saying, hey, what do you got? And I'll look, you know, I, I might have stuff. Sometimes I, I dig through boxes and I open up a box and I'm like, oh, I just found a whole bunch of new CDs. You know, oh, I found a bunch of posters or stickers that I don't have. So I do have things. And, and as I mentioned, in about six weeks time, you'll see AmazingDemonBoy.com. But in the meantime, just write me on any one of my Facebook pages. Okay, perfect. This Question, because this is something that that I like to get from the bands and buy, sure. is do you have any patches, or will you have any patches? You know, uh, they're not currently available, but I have somebody working on the patches and the stitched hats. Awesome. So, when I come back out and uh, relaunch, in, which should be about June or July, I will have all of that stuff brand new. And, and when Amazing Demon Boy Band, AmazingDemonBoy.com, I'm sorry, goes online, you will have it. Plus, my management company, Fever Management, has a store. They are currently loading that store with product right now. There are... Uh, beanbag chairs in there, coffee mugs in there, as well as t-shirts and a lot of other um, just uh, objects and things like that that will have the Demon Boy logos and images and things like that on. Yeah. And again, when all of that is online and, and launched, I will be posting that uh, across my social media platforms. Awesome. I'll definitely be on the lookout for that as I'll well. I'll send you a gift pack, R.E.M. Don't you worry about it. You that's, get a gift pack from me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. You're awesome. Um, okay. One other thing that I like to talk to about um, to bands or artists about is I'm always curious to know what kind of music, aside from their own music, that they're listening to. So, what what would be you know what would be the top couple other bands in your playlist right now? Uh, Wednesday Thirteen, uh, definitely one of my faves, and uh, somebody that I, that I just love, and I've played several shows at Wednesday Thirteen. Um, I like. Uh, I also mentioned Ramstein earlier. I actually love listening to Ramstein. Um, I just got really into them a couple of years back, and sometimes I'll just throw uh, their playlist on in the background. So Wednesday 13, Ramstein. I do listen to Alice Cooper once in a while, and um, I um, with new bands. It's really weird. I love. You know, I'm not one of those people that doesn't um, go searching for new music. I'm always searching for new music because I want to find the new bands that are doing something different. So, you know, I'll find some uh, some good stuff. Where, you know, I like listening to, you played them before, you know, it's so, so funny, I think we're on the same page. You played The Pretty Reckless before. I think she's great. You know, I, I really love it. Um, um, what's that song, uh, my favorite song from them is, um, uh, what's that one about? Uh, oh, God, I can't think. It was like her biggest hit. I'm having a brain aneurysm. Yeah, that, I don't, I, do, I can't remember either. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> The one about it, uh, I would die for you or something like that. Is that it? Is that the name of it? 
might be. I would die for you, or I would kill for you, or I would die for you. Somebody Google it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I love I love uh, Pretty Reckless is great. Um, Zambiner and the Skeletons are a great band. I listen to once in a while. Um, Not too much different. Um, It's really weird because I listen to a lot of Demon Boy music sometimes during the day. I don't know why, but I'm like kind of like into my own stuff because I I guess I'm always like listening to it to make sure I like it. But um, I'd say Wednesday 13, Ramstein, Alice Cooper, uh, maybe some Megadeth too. Um, I really like Dave Mustaine's voice. I've I've heard that um, I had similarities to to his voice as well, and so I'll listen to some of that too. But I'd say right about right about there, those few bands. Yeah. Badass, yeah. All, all good stuff, all good stuff. Something I've been listening to a lot lately is, um, and this is really, way back, is like old school The Stooges from back in the... Oh, Iggy. Iggy, Iggy, yeah. Iggy. I am the biggest Iggy fan. Yeah, I love Iggy Pop. As a matter of fact, um, in the last two months, I've had several people write me um, saying, am I ever going to cover the Iggy song? Because, again, I've, I've had these similarities to Iggy Pop, like people being like, there's things about you that remind me of Iggy, and I'm like, really? I'm like, these these are great compliments. I mean, I love hearing this stuff, and I've always loved Iggy. Five Foot One, one of my favorite songs, you know? So I do like the old Stooges stuff, and like I said, even though he's, I believe he's Detroit-born, but he became an icon in New York. And uh, when I was growing up, we had the New York Dolls, and we had Iggy and the Stooges, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Okay, is there anything else about Demon Boy that we haven't talked about tonight that you want to make sure the listeners and the fans know? Um, other than um, the music that's coming out in the comic book, I will. Um, what I'm going to do this year is I was scheduled to do a few conventions. Uh, CradleCon in New York, I was, I'm supposed to be at for the 30th and the 31st. Whether that's still going to happen is still uh, up in the air. There was another convention April 26th called the Long Island Comic Book Expo, which I was going to appear at as a guest. Again, up in the air, whether I'll make those. Uh, stay on my social media. But I think as with the comic books and the new music, um, we've covered everything. Um, for my fans that are wondering when the next Demon Boy video will be out, I'm currently um, storyboarding what I might do, and I'm probably going to pull something off of each one of the albums that I have talked about in this interview and try to pick a song, one off of each, and start filming as soon as I can. Excellent. Well, we'll be on the lookout. And yeah, uh, make sure you tag me when the video comes out, and I'll share it as well. And I'll throw it up hey, on the... Yeah, people, people probably don't know that you and I met many moons ago, and uh, we have been friends for almost almost the entire decade of the Damon. Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, we, the first time you and I spoke was back when, right, I was, it was back my first time with Rock Addict Radio, actually, so, wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. Everything comes around full circle, doesn't yep, it? Yep, it does, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, been we're... Great, it's been so great to be uh, on. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody that tuned in. Megan, thank you so much for your wonderful question, sweetheart. And I know I'm going to get 20 inboxes from you as soon as I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. 
But anybody else, yeah, if you want something from merch, um, like I said, even though there's nothing uh, listed that you can look at, if you want a CD or a download or a comic book or a signed picture, bumper sticker, whatever it is, write me and ask me, what, uh, tell me what you're looking for, and I'll look in my, my demon bag of tricks and see what I still have. Okay, cool, man. Well, thanks again so much for uh, taking time to do the interview and be on air with us. It's, I, I've, Thank you. I've highly enjoyed this. And Thank you. So, you know, I have seven Demon Boy tracks up next. Um, nice. gonna, and so the first two, though, of course, we're going to start with Crazy Horses and Horrifying, and then I have... Uh, well, I'll just let the listeners find out. They're they're all badass. They're all badass tracks. That's what I'll say to that. So, awesome. well, I'm gonna stay tuned in, guys. So, uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And DJ REM, again, thank you so much for the hospitality. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Take care. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.